Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Seth Nicholas The Shadow Johnson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. It's good to be king, as Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers said. Uh, It's also terrible for your health, because heavy weighs the head that wears the crown. And the thing about being a very important person in the world of politics or governance is that often, well, historically speaking, retirement can be a really risky endeavor. You know, I I know that we've got a lot of folks in the audience today who have either been in a career that doesn't often, that doesn't always end peacefully or know someone who has been in a a very dangerous job. You know what I mean? Uh, There it's it's almost hilarious that there's not a uh, you know you know how Discovery Channel used to have that dangerous jobs show and they would look at ice road truckers and uh, lobster fisheries and stuff. I think so. I, I more remember the dirty jobs one, but I think I know what you're talking about. I was I was construing those as well. I was thinking like the person that has to clean out the septic tanks. 
But that's dangerous too. You could drown in poop. That's true. Yeah, and, and their entire like social caste systems that, that like curse people to have to do that work because everyone hates it. Well, dangerous jobs. To me, it's funny that there's not an episode of how dangerous it is to be a head of state as a job. Like it's a, it's a really dangerous thing, regardless of whether you agree with or disagree with a given person in power. And today's show is a follow-up on a strange news segment we did earlier. Uh, we have to work this in somewhere, so let's just say it at the top. Booting on the Ritz. <laughs> Booting on the Ritz. Well, you know, it's a really great point, Ben, that you make. And we've, we've talked about this a little bit before, the concept that a lot of countries within their constitutions, within the laws of their land, they protect standing government officials, specifically those who would be in an executive position, the ones who have to sign the thing at the end, who who decide this is where our troops are going to go, or this is, you know, the thing that is potentially a war crime, internationally speaking, or humanitarily speaking. The, uh, the countries will protect that person by saying they are immune to prosecution for those types of crimes while they're in office, while they're hanging out still making decisions and today's episode is about how long should those protections really last yeah and how deep should they go i mean what it, about forever and really deep and it makes it makes sense uh to to have that kind of limited immunity uh not just for the international stuff this is an important point like imagine you're the president or prime minister of a country and someone is adversely affected by a policy that you put into law Right. And so so if you did not have immunity, then it is possible that someone who was, say, who lost a loved one or had a debilitating injury due to what they see as your uh, health care policy, it would be possible for them to sue you for some kind of criminal act. Maybe. But you can't do it. And honestly, you shouldn't be able to do that because it would make it impossible for people at the executive level to do their job. Today's episode is about. As as you said, how far how far can this actually go? Here are the facts. Recent news from Russia, in case you missed our strange news segment, uh, earlier in November, some very, very strange reports hit the press. The Russian government is, as we record today, considering a bill that would grant whoosh, whoosh, all ex-presidents of Russia lifetime immunity from criminal prosecution. For anything, not just stuff they did while they were in office, for anything like they do afterwards. Uh, under current law, like many other countries, Russian presidents, I keep saying Russian presidents because it's written like it's not written for this one guy, right? There's just two, though, right? There are like, two. There's one other, yeah. Mm -hmm. There are two, you're right. Uh, under Russian law, currently, these presidents cannot be held liable for crimes they committed, as you said, Matt while serving their terms. Uh, but this new proposal is very different. Yeah, and there, there's a senator that we may be referring to a few times in this episode, and forgive me for brutalizing it, uh, Senator Andre Klishas? 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 I think it's pronounced Cletus. Really? I'm just, I, no, I'm kidding. I, I, don't, I have no idea. I think, okay. doing, I think you're doing a fine job. Okay. It strikes me as a bit of a Cletus. Well, um... Yeah, uh, this is this person is the co-chair of the Federation Council's Committee on Constitutional Legislation and State Building. Sexy. This, uh, this, 
Yeah, hey, it feels good. Feels good. Um, this is the parliamentary working group that created this whole concept, this proposal that would become a law if the bill is signed. You know, you remember the the song? It's just a bill right now. It's only a bill. It's, it's going to Duma Hill, I guess. But this is the co-chair of the group that created this bill. And um, th- this is a quote from uh, Andre Klichos. This expands the time frame of immunity guarantees for a president who stops exercising their powers. I mean, it's just right there on the page, right? It's just, it's exactly what it is. This is as soon as the president is done, they are still immune from getting in trouble administratively or legally for all the things they've done. No take backsies for anything. Uh, (laughs) really anything really Uh, like could you go go in the middle of Times Square and shoot somebody for example so there is a mechanism to make this seem a little bit less dystopian and that mechanism is the following if again some Russian president any Russian president uh, (laughs) if, if that if any Russian president happens to be accused of some felonies, mainly high treason, then the Russian parliament can vote if both sides of Russia, the lower and the upper part of the Russian parliament agree, uh, they can they can vote on whether to remove this immunity. And if they get a two thirds vote in favor, then they can remove the immunity and prosecute for uh, that that specific set of crimes, but like if you're, uh, if if you, if your thing is as an ex president is just like shoplifting, you're golden. Nobody nobody's gonna do anything. Uh, as a matter of fact, why would you even bother paying for stuff? And I don't want to jump too far ahead here, guys. But this concept that you would need two thirds of a majority of the parliament to agree that yes, we need to prosecute or we need to remove immunity for this. You would need two thirds of that parliament to not support said president, whoever this president might be in the future. And, you know, as we know right now, the parliament of Russia supports the current president, the one who's been around, well, I don't know how many, what, 20, 20 years in power, roughly president since 1999, 2000. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give or take a four-year stint where he was uh, slightly not president. Right. What a great way to describe it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's also something else. So uh, just for the record, on the pro side here, a guy named Pavel Krasininikov uh, is one of the bill's authors also. He says that the aim is to give, again, anybody who happens to have been president of Russia uh, guarantees that are important for the stability of the state and society. But think about this two-thirds vote, okay? Here's why this was such an excellent question. Who are the people voting? Some of them are going to be senators. And about a week before this wild-ass immunity bill comes into play, uh, President Vladimir Putin submitted another bill that allows presidents to appoint senators for life and also makes it super easy for it again just any ex-president of russia 
just in general, just whomever you think of when you think of that term, allows those individuals to automatically hold lifetime Senate seats. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty neat. Pretty way to like free pack, <laughs> you know? And isn't, uh, I mean, like there, there are a hand, like, Russia has an interesting system of government uh, in that they have quite a few registered parties. There's the United Russia Party, Communist Party, Liberal Democratic Party, Adjust Russia Party, Rodina and Civic Platform Party. But of those, uh, Putin's United Russia Party has by far the, the most amount of power. Which makes sense. I mean, that's. That's probably the party uh, where you have the, the lowest odds of accidentally running into polonium or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Keeps the KGB off your back if you're you, for uniting Russia. Right. <laughs> and, and just to clarify, they have 335 seats of the 450 in the state Duma. Wow. So, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So. Here's the thing. When we say senators, it's roughly analogous to what you might think of when you think of a senator in, say, the United States. But it's it's a little bit different because, as you said, Noel, uh, it doesn't have the it doesn't have the same you know functional duopoly that we have here in the U.S. with Democrats and Republicans. You know, our 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 system has been purposely designed by those parties to repress third party candidates and it's it's not the same deal in Russia also senators representatives of the Russian Federation are appointed for 6 years or the president can just appoint them for life by saying it happens think it's almost like an executive order if a bill like this passed in the US then the president of the US whomever they were at the time could just decide to make someone a senator you know what i mean Bing. <laughs> What's it like at the top? Uh, the president of Russia under this new bill can do this. And it's a presidential prerogative, not a duty. So it means that they don't have to do it, but they can also do it whenever they want. Seven times. They baked in a number, which makes me wonder what the, cal the calculation is, right? Was it like, okay, first off, I should be immune forever. Unless there's, I don't know, treason or something. And then two thirds of the Senate has to vote for that. Also, by the way, I can make uh, seven people lifetime senators and myself. Hey, we got eight. <laughs> we got eight of us hanging out in the Senate. Uh, that is very, very odd. Man. This is the kind of laughter you get when I'm just intensely uncomfortable. None of this is funny at all. This is all very scary and clearly something that certain individuals would love to see happen, you know, in this neck of those. I think we've perhaps stemmed the tide of that a little bit, but gosh, knowing what's possible, right? I mean, this level of power goes a long way. Well, there are some requirements like this is we're already in crazy territory, in my opinion, but it does get crazier. So there are some uh, there are some constraints or restrictions on who can become a lifetime senator. As you might imagine, dear conspiracy realist, uh, the four of us are out of the game. Like the four of us on the show today cannot be uh, cannot be lifetime Russian senators. You have to, the, the main thing that you need to prove to, to get one of these sort of rubber stamp positions is that you have never lived somewhere else and you've never associated with another country. So it gives you a sense of where the priorities are. Uh, hmm. and, a little inward facing. 
That's okay. Yeah. Well, sure. Takes a takes a lot. You know, it takes a village. Uh, so for comparison, uh, this is also not a, a total wild hair. In Italy, there's a similar system. All former presidents are given the title of senator for life. Uh, but just so we know, that's a, the thing about this is this immunity bill is occurring in a context that isn't being explored fully in a lot of other outlets. So if we go back to this new proposal it tells us a couple of interesting things. We have to ask ourselves about presidents and crime because, you know, we've, we've been talking about this a little bit just a few minutes ago, but proponents of this bill say, look, we're not doing anything weird. This is how the world works. Maybe we're just getting uh, victimized by a propaganda spin because uh, some people don't like Russia. And that's unfair. It's true to a degree. This this bill is in line with international norms but uh and it's all for the reasons we discussed you know you can't we don't people won't be able to do their job as president or prime minister or whatever if uh if they are bound by the law as weird as that yeah. sounds on that, on that personal level but this lifetime immunity is way different if if vladimir putin for some reason is sort of quits the presidency or loses the 2024 election and becomes ex-president or a senator uh, and decides to get really into one of our favorite crimes, stamp fraud, then there's nothing to be done. Uh, he can just make all the stamps. But this is the weirdest part of this. This is the thing that people weren't talking about a lot in the news. The immunity, when, it, when we say it works outside of your time in office, that timeline goes both ways. So think about this. If this passes, then just any Russian president is immune from prosecution for stuff they did before they were ever president. And we're talking about a former uh, KGB agent. To exactly. Somebody who is getting his hands dirty uh, well before he, he, <laughs> he got that seat of power. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Man. Wait, you don't mean Putin himself, do you? As yeah. though he's been doing shady things like for a long time prior? <sighs> that doesn't track. Yeah, as has everyone. The king of the shade. Fake yeah. news. Fake news. Uh, <laughs> we have always been at war with East Asia. We have always loved the dear leader. But think about that. That kind of uh, get out of jail forever card. Legally, it's really impressive. I imagine you you are immune from everything you have ever done ever. That's a sweet gig if you can get it. You know what this will allow Putin to do, though? Because of all this, you can't get in trouble for anything. He is going to set up full UFO extraterrestrial disclosure. Oh, amazing. Because he can't get in trouble for any of it, for for hiding it, for stealing the tech, for uh, murdering all of those greys. He's well, just going to come out and be like, guess what, everybody? I'm a senator now, and E.T. is real. A lot of E.T. <laughs> yes. He's, he's also adorable, or arguably terrifying. But okay, there's another, here's another implication here, Matt. Think about how much dirt that dude has on, like, 
everybody, like people from other countries. Like, think, you know, like he holds the keys to the kingdom, man. Like, he could either just, like, dox all these people or, like, blackmail. I mean, he could already do that, obviously, but now he can do it with utter abandon, you know? And not even have to cover it up. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, because, I mean, it's, he's never going to leave Russia. It's obviously yeah. doesn't apply. This doesn't apply diplomatically, certainly, right? This is only, like, within Russia and their laws, yeah? Well, there, the thing is, when you get into the international sphere, there are, the International Criminal Court is notoriously backlogged. And also, a lot, it's not recognized by a lot of countries. The U.S., for instance, doesn't recognize the ICC. Uh, and one country can say, look, our guys have diplomatic immunity forever. And another country can say, no, f*** that. We know what you did. Uh, and the end result in practice often, often becomes just a matter of where people can or cannot travel. Like Dick Cheney uh, probably has countries he cannot visit. You know, and if you're a president of any country, then you have to be really careful where you go forever. It does. It doesn't matter who you are. But Dick Cheney was never like convicted of war crimes. I mean, it was bandied about, but there's nothing on paper that that like charges him as being a war criminal, even though we all know he he is. Yeah, for a time, uh, there was a rumor that they that he and former President George W. Bush could not travel to Europe due to the threat of arrest. Uh, however, it looks like it looks like that's that's not the case. At least there's not an active warrant out. But these situations uh, do occur and have occurred in the past. So it's a real concern for Vladimir Putin. But if he stays safe in Russia, he just has to worry about domestic enemies, you know, or some actor with the means to reach him on his home turf, which is very difficult because for if you are um, if you are under about 50 years old, then for the majority of your life, this has been one of the, the most powerful people in the world. Full stop. Maybe Xi Jinping right now is is uh, I think he would be number one right now, but then Putin would be number two. Uh, so it's weird the reaction when we talk about this when we're talking about now right now the big question is and this is a point um that you made me think of matt the big question is this guy's been in power for so long why is he just doing it now he had decades and decades and decades one of his uh opponents a guy named alexei Navalny, said uh, on twitter he said why does putin need an immunity law now can dictators step down of their own free will and this is the billion ruble question uh i love matt that you said a time when he was less president or whatever uh so when he is slightly not president from 2008 to 2012 an ally and a longtime associate of his named dmitry medvedev the only other living ex-russian president uh he serves one term as president putin by the way is prime minister from 2008 to 2012. Now that that is a hustle I respect because in 2012 he comes back. He's president again. He's been president of Russia since 2012. His current term is set to expire in 2024, but they're changing the constitution to make that, you know, up for conversation. Let's just talk and about I, it. I, 
You guys, I I feel so silly here. I could have sworn they changed the presidential term limits from four to six years, and that's why it goes from 2012 to 2024, but it was still just two terms. It's just he has more time then. Um, I was reading a BBC article talking about six-year terms, two more six-year terms, which is just, I guess that changed at some point. I just don't have that yeah, info. Yeah, 2008, it changed. When Medvedev was president, they said, okay, by the way, just like some Russian president in the future, we should probably give them six years, you know? Not me. Not me. I'm not changing the law for myself. Interesting, right? Uh, So this is still, like, without getting too in the weeds on this, this is also occurring in the wake of a recent vote that occurred this summer that would allow Vladimir Putin to extend his rule until... Uh, 2036 after his current presidency ends. So he may be around for a long time and he remains popular with a, a big segment of the Russian public. Not all though. So we have to, we have to ask ourselves some more questions. We're already in crazy territory, but it's about to get even weirder. So uh, we'll be back assuming we don't uh, get poisoned after a word mm-hmm. from our sponsor And we'll dive deeper into this murky story. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission.
Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. And we're back, ready to swim in some pretty sinister waters. Um, gosh, where do you even pick up? There's so much to unpack here. Well, for, I just want to jump really quickly to talk a little bit more about the concept that Vladimir Putin may, may, because of this recent vote, be able to continue being president for another 12 years. So I think it was I think it was March when I was seeing a lot of reporting on that subject and then about like possibly doing a reset, essentially, for anyone who is going to any again, anyone who is going to run for president in Russia, they were going to reset everybody back to zero. Like, as in, okay, no terms have occurred for anyone in the history of Russia right now as of this point. Now, anyone can run for two terms as president. <laughs> but it's the weirdest thing because he's it's he's the only person that affected by this besides Medvedev. <laughs> and, and it was just kind of just passed. And it, or is, has it passed? I think it's passed. Yeah, that one passed. So... That's just the situation. He can just decide to run for president again if he wants to. It's like, and I just, I keep harping on this, but it's so gut-bustingly hilarious to me that they're writing these laws as though they are not specifically applicable to one dude. It's like if we were writing a law and I had said, you know what, Um, I think anybody who happens to be wearing a red and black flannel shirt just like in general, they should have free lunch. But Ben, you know that's Putin's favorite shade. You know that's his favorite pattern. <laughs> the king of and the you know that Ben is really hungry right now. As, uh, as we, as am I. But yeah, I am too. I just ordered some. I just I see, full disclosure, guys. I just ordered some Thai food that's going to come to my door as soon as we wrap this episode. But wait, I, you I, ordered I, I, it I, while we're recording? What? Yeah, you guys were on a roll. I just did it. I I have I have it saved. No. I, get the, I get I get the same thing every time. I get the the the, the, the lemongrass vermicelli and a pork banh mi and a and a Thai iced tea. Um, but that's not the point, guys. The point is this. Uh, I think it's genius the way the calculus with which uh, Putin operates, um, because he. He he's clearly somewhat concerned with the like patina of legitimacy. Like he doesn't want to just like slam down his iron fist and say, I am president for life. He goes through it in seemingly, you know, uh, legal ways and, and by, you know, rewriting laws and passing new laws that clearly, to your point, Ben, benefit himself. But he does it like through the appropriate channels, kind of. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's kind of brilliant the way he clearly is a brilliant uh, politician. Oh, I love it. The guy's the inside of the guy's mind must be like a cathedral, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so filled with chess pieces, filled with chess pieces. And plans, lots of plans. So, as we said, this means that not only would he not be uh, legally liable for anything before or after he was president, 
He'd also be completely fine with that period between 2008, 2012, when he was prime minister or, you know, whatever. Uh, So now the speculation for some people, this bill is seen as a sign that he is getting an insurance policy, kind of that he's preparing to leave, uh, leave the post of the presidency as soon as early next year. But that's still all speculation. Uh, but we know he might still want to be involved in the country's politics. Why else would he do this automatic lifetime senator thing? But is there more to the story? Almost certainly. And the thing is, when we ask about this flurry of legislation, things become very, very murky very, very quickly. Here's where it gets crazy. As if it wasn't already crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's so... We're entering the land of wild speculation. None of the things we are discussing now, from this point on, the real crazy stuff, none of it's been officially confirmed, but it is fascinating. The first one, the medical concerns, which is an entire, like an ongoing kind of uh, genre of speculation of which I was largely unaware. Yeah, uh, a British paper. The Sun um, cited a Russian professor by the name of Valery Solove, uh, who is a political pundit, who had suggested on a Moscow radio station that Putin um, was being pressured to step down from his first time I've done in a while entourage um, due to uh, his health, a failing health. Uh, Specifically, there was the implication that Putin might have Parkinson's disease and be preparing to uh, to evacuate his post be- because of this. The Sun, which isn't isn't the Sun a little bit like a like a Daily Mail kind of yes. situation? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're you know not the most trustworthy of sources, but we continue. The Sun also quoted a 2015 study from the Department of Neurology at Radboud University Medical Center in the Netherlands, which highlighted perceived signs of Putin's uh, walk, um, his gait, the way he moved, indicating Parkinson's. This is sort of like, you know, uh, a a virtual, a visual diagnosis, right? Um, Which we know that's problematic. The researchers pointed out that the 68, by the way, year old uh, (laughs) um, Putin, he looks fantastic. He looks good, man. Ripped. Can't hate. Remember those pictures of him riding uh, yep. shirtless on a horse? Mm-hmm. That was like not that long ago. Well, um, you know, just to pause here, he's 68 years old. Just really compare that to the way um, uh, current President Trump looks. Compare compare Vladimir Putin to the way uh, even, um, you know, the incumbent President Joe Biden looks at 70-ish. Are they both 70, 70-ish? I know they're in their 70s. And this guy is only a few years younger and he he looks still like he's, I yeah I, I don't know like a man of action uh, that by, could go out on the field somewhere and yeah. take care of business. Joe Biden is seventy eight years old, by the way. Uh, seventy eight. Wait, actually, yeah. you know what? No, he's not. He's seventy. He, yeah, he is. He's seventy eight now, as of today, November twentieth, as we record. Today's your really? birthday. Today is his birthday. Wow. So he he will be uh, sorry to sidetrack. the oldest president. That's correct. Uh, in history, um, Putin. I have a theory about why Putin looks so good because the man don't give a f- and doesn't <laughs> need to and hasn't for a very, very long time. I would say he gives a, a, a great many, f- but uh, they may not be the f- that other people give. 
what I'm saying is he is he is bulletproof. He is so like he, he waves his hand and things happen. He's not worried. You know, that's all I'm saying. I think worry is what makes you old and, you know, criticism and, and being, you know, like, but Russian media, I mean, I don't know. He's so in control of everything that he does and of his country that I just don't think, I think he's impervious to that stuff. Just a theory. I think anyway, I think he also has a team of like, you know, uh, there's a, the MCU transformation, Marvel cinematic universe transformation is famous for making people like ripped and in really good health. And that's why, you know, you see a lot of well-to-do people are going to be in better shape often, not all the time, not all the time, but wealthy people are often going to be in better shape because of the access they have, not just to medical care, but to personal trainers and expertise. Putin has just applied himself and used that personal discipline as well as probably an army of people monitoring his physical health. You know what I mean? It's not like he is cutting out time and meetings himself to do a couple uh what's a silly exercise? Plank. It's not like he's like, okay, let's pause the call. I'm gonna plank for my health. You mm. know what I mean? They I always, don't know. They always find Putin planking various parts of the, the Kremlin. And he's just like on a bookshelf, you know, like that episode of The Office. Um, but 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 back back to the study, they 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 called this thing that he had, uh, a, a, this this particular style of, of walking or what have you. They they looked they pointed to that as a as a symptom of potentially his Parkinson's. But uh, very quickly, it came out that this could be Ben. I love that you found this. I don't know if you knew about this already. A gunslinger's walk. With I think we can all picture what that is. You know, with the kind of a wide stance, and you got your hands pinned down to your sides. You know, to keep your guns close to you in case you need to whip them out real quick and get into a firefight in a saloon or something. Um, but yeah, that's, that that is a thing that KGB agents are trained to do to keep their weapons tightly pinned to their left hand side. And his yeah. left arm wasn't moving when it was. Yeah, that's a, video. so. Yeah, it was either he's lost some mobility in that left arm, or he's just ready. He's strapped. He's got, yeah, he's strapped. He's got. <laughs> he's got some kind of future weapon there, just waiting in case he needs it. Yeah, that's that's the idea. And you know, of course, we're not we're not in any way uh, mocking serious medical conditions. It's just this is the kind of speculation that happens. When a person lives their life in a black box, there's a ton of stuff we do not know about this guy. And when I say we, I mean like other intelligence agencies don't know some stuff about him. Uh, the Kremlin responded to this uh, speculation and they were pretty explicit. Uh, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said, this is absolute nonsense. Everything is fine with the president. He's in excellent health, etc." And to be fair, the guy we mentioned, the professor, Solovey, may not be the best source. He's one of those. He's he's a pundit. He's a political commentator. But he said weird stuff in the past. And he's also been wrong in the past. Yeah. Didn't he, he, he said he was a part of some Illuminati type thing, right? Mm. This is the guy. Mm-hmm. That's him. So, yeah. yeah. A powerful secret organization. He also said there would be no Western sanctions over the war in Ukraine in 2015. That was wrong. And in 2016, he said Putin's going to be leaving office very soon. Uh, history has shown that was also incorrect, depending on how you define very soon. <laughs> just be uh, here. Wow. Uh, before we jump off the Parkinson's thing, I just want to give a nod to Michael J. Fox. I don't know if anybody else saw this, but he 
he's officially ending his career by his own choice because he, you know, of complications to the disease. And, uh, you know, it isn't, we, we talk about this all the time, but it's not, we're certainly not trying to make light of that in any way. We, we've already stated that in this episode, but just a shout out to him for being awesome. Yeah. He's a, there's a great NPR interview with him that I would recommend if anybody wants to check out uh, his, his reasoning behind it, as well as some of the philanthropic work that he is doing and planning to focus on in the future post acting career. And I just, I do want to point out too, that he was in a great episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where he, uh, you know, sort of makes light of his condition in, in a very like owning it way, which I appreciate it. You know, like it, it becomes a plot point in the show, like in typical curb fashion. But I thought it was interesting that he, you know, used a real life condition and obviously a very difficult thing to be going through um, and made it into something that could make people, you know, smile. And he's done multiple, he's done that with multiple uh, media appearances or appearances on other shows, you know, playing himself, on air and acknowledging this. So going back to, so we went to, we ended up at Michael J. Fox, but we are talking about possible medical scares for the president of Russia. There's a less um, dire possibility. Could Vladimir Putin, after decades as one of the world's most powerful people, just want to kick back? You know what I mean? Like prop up his feet uh, by the shores of the Baltic and and live the good life you know does he just want to buy the farm maybe because he is older he is 68 years old but as you could imagine he has a lot of enemies both foreign and domestic and unless he had protections in place he could become a huge target he will become a huge target for activists for opposition parties other oligarchs that he has waged hidden war on in the past or even think about this prosecutors who are just corrupt who don't care what the what the actual crimes are they just want to shake down this guy it's an enormously dangerous gamble but potentially it could be a uh, a gold mine because do you know how wealthy vladimir putin is the answer is no unless you're vladimir putin this guy has so much money and has so much control over so many different things that no one knows how much cash he actually has. Like we don't know his, his wealth is dot, dot, dot question mark. And you can see some, um, you can see some stats that gather like the estimates. You'll see someone saying that he's worth $200 billion. Someone saying that it, conservatively, it's more like 70 billion. Uh, it's tough. Uh, there's one quote that I think was really weird. A Russian banker who is now living in exile called Sergei Pugachev one time said that, quote, any attempt to calculate Putin's net worth won't succeed. He is the richest person in the world until he leaves power. It's wild. Yeah, it really is wild. Maybe it's just that concept of in many ways when you're the head of a state you kind of had have unlimited power to print money yeah um yeah that's that's odd though but it's not just the money right i mean uh power comes in many forms <laughs> and um yeah even you know well you've probably heard of this before forbes 
magazine, or was once just Forbes magazine, but Forbes, the entity, uh, it, it in 2018 considered uh, Vladimir Putin to be one of the most, most powerful people on the planet. There were the top two, ready? Uh, Xi Jinping, who is, I think, general, is the title general secretary? I forget the exact title that uh, he holds, but I think it's big essentially dog. It's big dog, big dog of China. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the number one. And then Vladimir Putin was number two on the list. General um, secretary. Sorry. I feel bad. Okay. <laughs> general secretary, big dog. <laughs> I'm thinking of, you guys remember those t-shirts, like the big dog t-shirts? Oh yeah. They were the uh, no fear with the, with the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cartoon women like with the large Breasts? That was something else. That was Big Bubba. Or Big Johnson. Big Johnson, Big Johnson. Big Johnson excuse me. I thought excuse those me. were brilliant. How, what, <laughs> what, insightful, what incisive commentary I had wearing those shirts. <laughs> it was a golden time for novelty t-shirts. <laughs> it was. We need more novelty t-shirts. Check out our Public store. Uh, so you're, you're right. Power, how is it defined? It is a multidimensional thing. Right. And it exists in many different spheres. But some things remain true regardless of the times. You know, we opened with some statements about kings, heavy as the head and so on. There's another statement about kings, which is this. If you shoot at the king, don't miss. (laughs) You know what I mean? Not to be too Eminem or Hamilton about it. It's a one shot situation. Yes, for sure. Don't. uh don't uh, aim at the king and miss, or you will find polonium or maybe just, you know, some other kind of pesticide in your water. <laughs> I'm going to drink this. Let's go to a break. We'll be right back. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. 
Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. And we're back. Uh, we have not mysteriously fallen out of any third story windows, which is pretty cool. It's good to see everybody. Uh, and uh, we have to talk about danger. There's another aspect. What if what if the current president of Russia is somehow afraid? You don't have to be a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. So what if the what if he feels an ill wind on the way. There's a guy who's a professor at the Center for Russian and Central Asian and East European Studies at Jawaharlal Nehru University. His name is Sanjay Kumar Pandey. And this and Pandey studies this stuff all the time. He he initially was ignoring rumors uh, about medical concerns not because he thought it was just some anti-Russian spin, but because he thought Putin himself had planted this fake news to gauge public reaction uh, and see if he had supporters. But when he saw this new legislation coming in, he said, okay, we can't just call this a conspiracy. Something is definitely wrong. Something is rotten in Moscow. We just don't know what. So he thinks maybe Putin is afraid of losing the next election in 2024. Yeah, well, and and this is good stuff. We're going to talk about the details of this. I just, before we get into it too too deeply, I just want to point out that the BBC and a couple other places that in the West have been reporting on the effect that the coronavirus and COVID-19 have had on leaders across the world. And this situation has certainly negatively affected the public view of Vladimir Putin within uh, Russia. And it again, this is this is West reporting. So who knows if you know how much truth there is to that. But it does seem like approval ratings are down. It's I think it's the he's got the lowest approval rating right now that he's had in his entire career as a politician. Um so just let's like make sure that is sitting there in our knowledge before we jump into to uh, uh, Kumar Sanjay Kumar Pandey's uh, ideas. Yeah, yeah, and he thinks that's a very good point because uh, COVID has affected everything. So Pandey also thinks that uh, seeing the situation in Belarus may have affected Putin's calculus. He said, you know. To paraphrase, he's like, look at the demonstrations that Lukashenko, the dictator of Belarus, was facing. Uh, he knows that if he tried to put in this law, like in 2024, in election year, uh, then there would be a lot of criticism, a lot of protesting, uh, which means a lot of government crackdowns. So he's maybe trying to just get in front of this and do it in advance the opposition leaders, uh, one of whom would be uh, Gennady Gudkov, say that Putin probably already agreed to leave, like behind the scenes. 
And this is, you know, this is building the parachute before you jump out of the plane. And this guy also says, to your point, Matt, something interesting. He said, Putin has been behaving strangely since the beginning of the pandemic, and he's become much worse at speaking. And to sew this up, as we mentioned before, when we we're talking about this on a strange news segment, these things do not occur in a vacuum. These bills became public knowledge while there was an incredibly divisive U.S. election. And you have to wonder whether the possibility of a different U.S. administration might have in some way pushed Putin to pull the trigger now. Absolutely. And combine that with these covid restrictions where in in Russia, I think currently and as these bills are being talked about and passed through through their parliament um, or the, the Duma. They citizens can't gather in large numbers to protest any of this because of the restrictions. Like, how crazy is that? <laughs> it doesn't matter if you support Putin mm. or not or the current government. You, there's nothing you could do about it to show. I mean, even uh, anyway, there's a, that's there's a lot to unpack there. But I think that's another piece of the strategy. Very smart. Astute, Matt. I like it. You may have uh, you may, you may well uh, be in the running to be the next Russian president with a with a sharp mind like that. We just have <laughs> just have to get over the fact that you're from the U.S. Well, it, just yeah. give some you know forge a couple documents. We'll be fine. You, can, you do a pretty pretty sweet Russian accent, if I'm not mistaken. I I don't know what that is. Okay, uh, but, fair enough. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Thinking of someone else. Matt's method. Okay. He doesn't do characters and accents. He becomes. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, you're right. That's that's a really good point. Um, there's another thing that popped up that I think eh, maybe a little Pepe Sylvia to connect these, but they occurred around the same time, which is that Edward Snowden received permanent Russian citizenship. He's been living there since 2013. Initially, he was granted asylum. He fled the United States after leaking information on U.S. intelligence agencies. Just incredibly insidious and successful methods of electronic surveillance and how they were eavesdropping on everybody, including other countries and breaking several laws. In October, just last month, as we record this, he was given permanent Russian residency and recently this month, he announced plans for he and his spouse to apply for full Russian citizenship. So he's not leaving. Well, and it's really interesting because Snowden himself, like the the whistleblower and activist now, he was playing chess, right? Now, like, there's no doubt he was making moves there. And you have to think that eventually he figured he was just going to make this move to stay in Russia and to get citizenship, essentially. Um, but you also have to wonder if like Russia itself and, and Vladimir Putin, who again has been in power since, since all of that has begun to occur in, uh, what was it? 2013. We said, um, like, is he, is Snowden a chess piece that is being played by Russia, right? By keeping him there. And like, what other information did he really release all the information? There's so much speculation to be to be done there. And it is speculation have like, have no doubt. Um, but it is fascinating to think about. Yeah. And there's, uh, th there's another consideration of what, look, I, we're, we're saying some offhand things, but, uh, we are referring to true events. 
uh, when we talk about uh, poison and so on. There is no secret that the Putin administration has made a name for itself based on some pretty brutal, classic Cold War power moves. We're talking about poisoning journalists and dissidents, rigging elections, putting your opponents just in jail uh, for the heck of it, uh, shutting down the media. The list goes on and on and on, and then cracking down on oligarchs, even if you used to get along with them, if they don't toe the line. Like the one of my favorite examples feels weird to call this a favorite example, but uh, in, there is proof. There is hard evidence of Vladimir Putin's personal involvement in the assassination of his leading opponent in 2015, uh, former deputy prime minister Boris Nemtsov. Uh, it's we can't I guess I can't say it's conclusively proven because it hasn't gone to court, but Various institutions, including the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, have witness testimony saying, yeah, I know when and where and how Putin gave the order for that assassination. Like, we can give you the quote. Uh, and Russia ignored it. He, he's literally known for doing this assassination. Zero consequences. Uh, but that that to me, all that means is that Whatever the real motivation for this new legislation, this legal conspiracy might be, the problem, whatever it is, is something that cannot be solved by poison this time. Courts are not perfect, but unlike journalists, they are immune to polonium. Well, I don't know. When, has anyone tested it yet? The entire court gets polonium. <laughs> Sounds like a headline. Yeah. We're an always sunny episode. Uh, mm hmm. So right now the story is ongoing, but we can tell you a little bit about where we're at currently. These proposals, this immune from anything forever, brush your shoulders off if you're a Russian president law, it hasn't passed yet. Yeah, but I don't know. Like Given his track record, I, I, I don't really see any uh, particularly insurmountable roadblocks. Do you, fellas? Well, well, it's really all all that has to happen is the lower house of parliament has to approve, right? Right. And and then there are two other votes that have to occur. It has to go uh, I think it's the upper house and then reviewed again and then signed to, by the man himself, right? Yeah, goes to his office and he's like, "Hey, this sounds like a great idea." <laughs> Who came up with this? Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But again, uh, those houses of 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 the legislature you're talking about, those are all his people. Well, it's not it's not all of them, but I mean, certainly I'll, the majority, I'll, right? Well, yeah, they have control. yeah. right. Still, I don't see it not passing. And what a power move. I am. I am now Superman. You know, you cannot touch me if, if, as much as he was that already before. And it's something that I'm sure our current sitting president is keenly interested in. But uh, alas, I do not feel that we have the mechanisms to do such a thing uh, here in the United States. Yeah, it's it's incredibly sensitive uh, in the U.S. Any talk of changing the term limits on the presidency is a political no-go right now. For sure. Um, hey, but adding people to the Supreme Court, let's do it! <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's okay. Ring race. Yeah, exactly. We have, our, our country has nine ring race, and they're in charge of everything, and you can't elect them. <laughs> and they're here forever it's just that's the best way to explain the supreme court 
to people outside of the U.S. Have you so seen? So you can Lord add like other ring wraiths, other mm-hmm. kinder, gentler ring wraiths, potentially, right? Or or more evil ring wraiths. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, it goes either exactly. way. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> Uh, I love that idea of just have, like let's just increase the number of ring rates. <laughs> that sounds good. Let's expand the franchise, you guys. You know what I mean? What about what about uh, Duke of the Rings or Lord of the Bracelets? You know, oh. Tolkien Estate, get at us. Uh, so, yeah, you're you're right, and you know you're bringing up a really good point there, Noel. It's 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 nearly it, it it's absurd right it's absurd to have the the idea of this guy signing a bill going oh what who came up with this you guys you shouldn't have well i guess twist my arm that's bizarre and that's maybe not the way government should work right as we were going in we talked about this a little off air right as we were going in uh we learned that a couple days ago putin had sparked even more speculation about his health There was a televised meeting about coronavirus with some top officials. It's like an hour and a half meeting. And he had a coughing fit. And that's totally understandable. People cough, people fart, people sneeze, whatever. They're people. And the thing that they massively, I think, dropped the ball on is they, when they re-aired the video on the, you know, evening news or later iterations, someone had edited the coughing out of the video. But everyone had already seen it. So take it from us, folks. If you want to start a conspiracy theory, editing a video in an obvious way is a fantastic first step. Yeah, it really is. They didn't even edit out Giuliani's makeup mishap. You know, we got to give him credit where where that's due. Makeup or blood? Yeah. You know, I was going to say, or in in Russia and in Putin's. uh case you could just edit you know photographs of people or just uh completely take them out of historical photographs and photoshop still never never gives stalin the shout out he deserves from that photoshop right photoshop i guess you know shouting out stalin is is probably kind of a tone deaf move (laughs) a little bit uh Stalin is like the top person credited in the like dev team credits in oh, the really? Photoshop about me, uh, you know, <laughs> section. So right now, as we mentioned, uh, Putin is younger than uh, people may imagine. And he certainly looks younger than he is. Uh, he's 68 years old. He has no publicly endorsed successor to his presidency. There are protests in multiple Russian cities. As you said, Matt, his numbers in the polls are plummeting. His party is losing some local elections. Even the loyalists in his crew are starting to say, well, what's next? Can we do Putinism without Vladimir Putin? And if we could look inside the cathedral of this man's mind, what does he see in the future? Is this a setup for peaceful transition to power, a reaction to something else, a hidden medical condition? Or is this, as the Kremlin said, fine? Soul fine. All is fine. Uh, I, mm, yeah, just we want to know what you think. We know what we think. And we've, you know, we've talked about a lot of it today. But we, we certainly want to know where your head is at, especially if you are listening to this. Are you listening to this somewhere uh, in, in Asia, in, the, in that region? Or like, we'd love to just hear what people are thinking and not have it filtered through the BBC or 
you know, some other Western outlet as we're getting information. So please, please, please find us on social media. We are conspiracy stuff at Facebook and Twitter on Instagram. We are conspiracy stuff show. You can find us on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. You can see some of these uh, podcasts and chats on video, us hanging out in our houses with our, uh, you know, jimbes and such. And if you, if you don't want to do that, you can always give us a call. That's right. You can reach us at one eight three three S T D W Y T K. Leave a message at the sound of Ben's dulcet tone, um, and then you can uh, tell a story about whatever floats your boat. <laughs> what Ben's face was incredible when you said he had a dulcet tone. <laughs> it's just I'm just making that face. I appreciate it, but my uh, my my throat's crazy. No no COVID. But, uh, oh, good. You can tell us a story about whatever, you know, whatever uh, is on your mind. Preferably keep it to three minutes and make it about something relating to the show. And then you you, you will, I, I guarantee, uh, potentially be featured on the show. Just let us know if that's okay and how you want us to refer to you. First name only, anonymous, we're here for it. And if you don't want to do any of those things, but you'd still love to get into contact with us, we have a good old-fashioned email. It's simple. Here it is. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.